Hello and welcome to Raise the Room podcast. I'm your host, Danica. Here at Raise the Room, we are trying to consciously raise our kids, re-raise ourselves, and by doing so, raise the vibe of any room we walk into simply with our authenticity. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Raise the Room podcast. Danica here. I'm coming to you with a bit of a sugar high because my lovely sister just dropped me off a donut. We had a rough night here last night and, you know, love is food. Food is love. And just is there anything better than a donut? I think maybe cinnamon bun for me might top that, but mm, so good. Today we're talking not about donuts, but we are talking about registered clinical hypnotherapy. My cousin, Christina, she's actually my second cousin, but same age, is a registered clinical hypnotherapist. She's been on this journey for the past year or so to get the training and become somebody that can help you use this beautiful healing modality. We right away talk about the difference between what you might associate with hypnotherapy, like old school being hypnotized on a stage, somebody controlling you in some weird way, (laughs) and what actually she does in session. We also discuss her story and how back in 2016, she found herself with crippling flight anxiety and seeking out a hypnotherapist to help her, and then the journey she had becoming a mother, and she was just finding that her anxiety had a hold on her. And it's really a relatable story and one that has sort of a happy ending in the sense that she found something that she's so passionate about. I do want to give a trigger warning for my rainbow mamas out there at about minute 24 to about minute 25, 15 seconds. We do touch on Christina's miscarriage that she had. Feel free to skip over that. You will still be able to understand everything that has gone on. We also talk about what sessions with her look like, what the process is, and we just honestly overall have fun because she is somebody that I have always connected with and you will fall in love with her sparkly generator personality. She is intelligent, she is funny, and very down to earth. Oh, and I do want to explain myself here because Christina and I live in different provinces in Canada. So if it seems like there's some aspects of her life that I seem clueless on, it's because we have lived far away from each other for a long time. <laughs> As I was editing this, I'm like, people are going to be like, are they really cousins? Because I'm out to lunch on some key details. In any case, Christina has given the roomies a discount code, which she does mention in the episode, but I'm going to say here as well, and it's in the show notes. It's roomies, R-O-O-M-I-E-S-1-5, so roomies15 for a 15% discount if you do book with her. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at hypnojourney. She has really informative reels on what clinical hypnotherapy actually does, and she's just cute as pie, so highly recommend you give her a follow. I hope you enjoy me and my cousin Stina's chat. My lovely second cousin, but cousin at heart, Christina, I'm so excited to have you with me today. And I've already said a little bit about you in our intro, as the listeners will have heard, but I'd love to give you a chance to just open up and um, introduce yourself to whoever's listening to us today. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Um, My name is Christina. I am a registered clinical hypnotherapist. I recently opened a private practice here in Calgary. I live here with my husband, my dog, and my two babies, uh, Benjamin and Zoe. They're one and three. Um, You know, so it's been a wild ride opening a new business, starting a new journey with uh, already on this new journey of parenthood. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. All the things all at once. Isn't that always the way? And am I just super dumb? I don't think I knew you had a dog. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, once you have babies, they kind of (laughs) overtake all of everything. I feel bad for poor Theo, but yes, he was my first baby. Mm -hmm. He's six now. What kind of dog is he? He's a golden doodle. Wow. Like this is, you're dropping a bomb on me. I had no idea. I was hoping once you gave me the breed that I'd be like, oh yeah, right. I've seen pictures. No, there's full-blown neglect going on over there. (laughs) It's true. It's true. My husband and I talk about it all the time. We're just like, oh, are you going to take him for a walk? Can you take him for a walk? Okay. What kid can we bring on this walk with us? Like it's 
<laughs> poor guy. He's um he he's a real trooper, but he's um you know, I think that he can feel the energy shifting. He's very rambunctious. He used to be more relaxed than he is now. So yeah, he gets the love that he needs, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. Also not super fun in Calgary to be going on dog walks, like in the middle of winter. That's the thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We have about six months of winter here. And even when it's not freezing cold because we do get Chinooks, which is warm air coming in. And so there's lots of times in the middle of the winter that we'll have three or four days of six or seven degree weather, but it's icy and snowy and, you know, toddlers don't walk that fast or, um, that safely on ice. So it's tricky for sure. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, we're going to pivot here and I'm going to give the roomies. That's my mm-hmm. listener's name now. Love that. Um, a little lowdown of your human design because you're somebody who has had a session with me. And again, one of the people in my life that was just so aligned to their design. It was a real learning experience for me to do a session with you because you gave me such wonderful real life examples of how a four one sacral generator operates. And I have to say, it's funny because you're now my third person that I've interviewed and all three of them have been fours. And that's so classic because fourth lines and I'm a four are all about their own network and opportunities within their own network with people. (laughs) So it's just dawning on me now that all the people that I thought to ask first are also fourth lines. And that's just a perfect example of (laughs) how human design just kind of is and lives in your life without you knowing it. Totally. Yeah. So I would say that after our um, reading, I felt like I knew myself more than going into it. And Mm -hmm. I always love connecting with you because I feel like you always give me really insightful tidbits about myself. Oh, of course (laughs) you're doing that, Christina, because you're this and this and this. I'm like, oh, okay. I love it. I'm really bad at profiling people all the time now. Like just I, people can't do anything without me being like, well, that matches your design. So <laughs> all right. So for when, so the four we've spoken about, it's about being somebody who's here to cultivate deep relationships. These deep relationships will provide your best life, life opportunities for you. Often fours are naturally really friendly and have a way about them that people want in on. Um, But one of the gifts of also being the fourth line is that we have the gift of discernment about who exactly is going to be in our personal network. We're not meant to be deep with everybody. We're meant to really focus on the relationships that make us feel good. And then your first line being a one this one you've showed up for full, full bore today, because the one is all about gathering information, having a healthy foundation before doing something. So these are sort of our classic Google junkies. Totally. (laughs) I'll never forget. You told me, sorry to interrupt you in our session where you said one time, like, yeah, I just need to make sure I know everything about something before I do anything. (laughs) It's, it's 100% true. My husband and I had this conversation just uh, this weekend when I was really, really procrastinating going to the gym. And um, he was like, why don't you just go like asking me a million times, are you going to go? He has to take over for the kids. So it's really important for him to know when I'm going, how long am I going to be gone? And I was just really pitter pattering around (laughs) delay, delay, delay. And he said, why don't you just go? And then as soon as you get there, just do something really hard and then you'll be motivated again. And I'm like, that's not me. I will be motivated as soon as I walk out the door. It's getting out the door that Mm. is the barrier for me. As soon as I commit, I'm in, Mm -hmm. but it's the commitment. I need to really make sure that uh, it fits well and I'm, I'm well aligned before I start anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then once you're in it and you're committed, like you're consuming all the content on it, you're really focused. And I always say having a first line in your back pocket as a friend is, is a wonderful database. It's a wonderful go-to person to ask questions for things, whatever they're interested in. Yeah. I would say that I'm definitely become the go-to person of babies and toddlers in my uh, friend group for (laughs) sure. Um, because I research everything way, way too much, but (laughs) you know, it's paid off for some people at least. Yeah. (laughs) 
I was sharing with Christina before we started recording because she's the first line. I'm the second line, which is the opposite in a lot of ways. We're known for our naturalness and our natural gifts and sort of just knowing things. And so research doesn't come naturally to me. And I actually am so thankful. My sister likes to Google stuff all the time. So I'm constantly asking her, but um, Christina like wanted information before the podcast. She wanted, you know, the list of questions that I was possibly asking her. She has notes in front of her and me as a second line was like, it's a conversation. We'll just go and we'll wing it. No way. This is the thing about human design. Neither one of us are right or better than the other. It's just funny to witness us living out our design and how different they are. Totally. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then you're a sacral generator. So you're also my second sacral generator. I've had today or on the podcast. And that means somebody who is meant to follow their gut decisions, which I remember in our session, you were really strongly aligned with that. It resonated for you when you said, yeah, I do have a very strong gut instinct and our gut instinct um, in human design is called our sacral authority. And it's an in the moment, loud, physical knowing about something. I actually don't want to steer away from what you've planned here, but this is one of the um, most impactful things that I got, I would say, got back in my life after um, my experience with hypnotherapy. Mm. I, when you're really anxious, it's very hard to listen to your gut. And I always kind of would question, am I scared? Because anxiety or is there something is my body telling me no for a different reason Mm. and I struggled with that a lot because when I was calm and when I was grounded I really relied on my gut and so when I had experiences of you know quite intense anxiety in my life I wasn't able to access that Mm. as readily and I'm so happy that it's back (laughs) yeah oh that's so interesting. And I think something a lot of people would relate to in that not being able to discern between our intuition, which for you, your intuition operates as a gut feeling and, you know, the fear, the layers of experience, our trauma, that is our ego, even that's loud on top of it. Totally. Totally. My last piece of you being a generator is basically just you being a generator. You are so sparkly and magnetic when you are talking about what you love and doing what you love and focusing on the things that give you joy. And that's what you're meant to do. I do want to pivot into those things, which is talking about you being a registered clinical hypnotherapist. That's a mouthful. Registered (laughs) clinical hypnotherapist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It took some getting used to on this side too. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I would love just for you to start um, maybe dispelling this idea that people might have when they hear the word hypnotherapy and like picture you, you know, making people walk like zombies or something in your office. (laughs) Cluck like a chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Right. My, my instructor, she always said um, when somebody would say to her, are you going to make me cluck like a chicken? And she said, (laughs) well, well, are you going to pay me to make you cluck like a chicken? Because I don't work for free. And uh, that just made me laugh all the time. I I really loved that. Um, Yeah. I mean, hypnotherapy, of course, some people think of it as very woo-woo and out there, but it is just another form of psychotherapy. It's Mm -hmm. root cause therapy. It's solution-focused therapy. It's the process of using hypnosis to create a really relaxed state where you can calm and quiet your conscious mind so that you can access the subconscious mind. And honestly, the way we do that is just through, it's, it's very similar to meditation. It's just through guiding somebody through using their imagination, visualization, if they have that ability um, to really just open up their subconscious mind. And so that we can get to the root cause of whatever it is that's troubling them. Mm. I love that. And I'm somebody that has done sessions with you and they're so powerful and also relaxing. And I have to say, um, like, don't take offense to this, but I never would have thought of you as somebody who had like the most soothing voice. Not that your voice is in any way bad, but it just, I, it was like, 
my eyes opened up to you in that session. And I was like, wow, she has such an instinct for what to say next, how to help people drop in. And I'm sure you've had tons of training on that, but I will say like you're in your generator joy when you're doing it because it's clear just how it flows out of you. Yeah. I, I mean, I really appreciate you saying that. And we were sort of chatting before where I said, you know, I feel like something I want to work on is being able to speak more eloquently, which is so funny because I literally do that yeah. for a living now. Yes. That's, that's what I spend all of my time doing, but it's different. You know, there's energy here and I get excited about things and I want to say all the things all at the same time. But when I'm in that, when I kind of sink down into mm. a hypnosis session with somebody, I'm pretty sure I'm hypnotized most of the time too. Yes. Um, so it's, it's quite easy. Uh, everything when, when, when I'm on things flow really well and I, there's no better feeling, honestly. Yeah. I can attest to that. Like you really do go somewhere and you can mm-hmm. feel that and it really helps your client also go to that place. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up. We, we can cluck if we want in a bit, but <laughs> I think we'll let it be for now. Um, I would love for you to talk about your experiences that led you into finding hypnotherapy. So I definitely found hypnotherapy, I would say organically. I did not seek out being a hypnotherapist that came much, much later. I So the first time that I sought hypnotherapy, I cannot remember why I was looking for a treatment for flight anxiety. Mm -hmm. I, my family lives in BC and I'm in Alberta. And in 2016, I didn't have any kids and I flew to uh, BC all the time. I got married that year. So I had uh, a wedding away from home. I had a engagement party away from home. I had like all the things, right. I was doing all these flights and I think it was a combination of a bad flight um, and just all of that energy around Mm -hmm. the wedding and stuff that made me create for whatever reason, I became quite scared of flying and I didn't want to do all of the work that I, in my mind had imagined a typical kind of talk therapist would have me do. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it, it sounded like a good idea to have to use coping skills on a plane in order to calm myself down. I just didn't want to feel scared anymore. And I didn't feel scared for so many years in my life that I knew that that was available to me. So down the research rabbit hole, I went (laughs) (laughs) and I found a hypnotherapist here in Calgary and I went to go meet with her. She, in two sessions, I was no longer scared of flying. So I was just like, okay, that was random. I wasn't a huge hypnotherapy advocate after that uh, experience, I think, because part of me didn't really believe that that was the reason why I was no longer scared of flying. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I know now is that oftentimes after the fear is gone, you forget how bad it was Uh Um, because I'm still like, I'm not somebody who's just like, Oh yeah, I'm so excited. Let's go fly to Europe. That sounds awesome to me. That's I'm not, I'm not that person. Right. And I don't think that I'll ever be, I'm still like, Oh, okay. Let's get on this flight. This is not, this is my least favorite part of the journey, but I'm not terrified. I'm not having to drink two glasses of wine to get on the plane anymore. And so you know, it's hard to, it it was difficult for me at that time to be like, oh, that was because of the hypnotherapist. Anyways, fast forward a few years and I had, well, I actually had essentially both of my babies during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had trouble getting pregnant. I had trouble staying pregnant And I finally had a beautiful baby girl in December of 2019. And in, you know, March of 2020, Mm -hmm. when I had a three month old, like obviously new, new moms go through a lot of anxiety that is pretty normal, pretty typical, but I felt that the anxiety that I was experiencing during that time was over and above what I felt comfortable with. I had had periods of anxiety over my life 
for basically as long as I could remember. And this seemed different. Mm-hmm. It had um, a greater hold on me. And I think I was more motivated to be able to really soak in the joy of having this little baby. So again, I felt like I I actually had been going to a talk therapist and it wasn't doing, like it wasn't Mm -hmm. getting me to where I wanted to be. Of course, she gave me really good tips and tricks that were helpful, but I wanted, I wanted to be able to be in the moment. So I saw another hypnotherapist this time I had researched and found somebody who I felt like was going to be more, um, more skilled because she wrote a book and she was on all these podcasts. She was in the UK and we did sessions by a zoom and I worked with her for six or eight sessions. I can't remember. And it wasn't until our last session when she emailed me after we had finished and she said, you know, this is what you were telling me eight or 10 weeks ago. Um, and this is what you told me at the end of our session today. Like you've come so far. And again, it's one of those things you forget how Hmm. bad things were because it's gradual. It's not like a switch. Oh, now my subconscious isn't anxious anymore. That's not how it works. Right. It was a very gradual kind of easing of symptoms. And then I'd been through many times in my life where I didn't have anxiety. So that was also kind of a comfortable feeling to me, but it went on and on and on and on and on. Mm. And that, that feeling never really came back. Of course, I feel anxiety in my life. Like that isn't hypnotherapy's goal. It's not to eliminate anxiety, but it, it isn't stuck with me. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm experiencing this right now. And it's, going to go away, whether it be tonight or tomorrow or 30 minutes from now. It's like, this is something I'm experiencing because of these factors. And then it goes away. And, um, it was pretty much like the most impactful thing that I had done in my life. And after that experience, I was like, I need to find more, I need to figure out why this works. And like, what else could I do in my life? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how else could I apply this to my life? What else could I hypnotize myself to be better at or, or have more, find more ease in what other situations in my life? And that process basically showed me that I could be a registered clinical hypnotherapist. And that was going to be something that would take a year of schooling, but it wasn't some huge, it didn't seem as daunting as doing a master's degree or something like that, because I was not at a point in my life where I feel like I would have made that commitment, Mm -hmm. but that's essentially what I did. I, uh, my son at that point, by the time I had started school, my son was four months old and my husband and I went back and forth with it for a long time. And I'm just like, I'm going to do this. Like, I think this is the right time. And I, so I signed up for the course. It was a year long course. And, um, yeah, honestly, like I have been excited about it every single day and I learn more about it every single day. And I am constantly blown away by the client, my clients' experiences and their growth. And I just feel so grateful that I get to be in the space of being, you know, a counselor or a therapist, but it's so much, all of the focus is on how we would rather feel. And that mm-hmm. part of it is just it's so uplifting for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so many nuggets in there that I want to touch on. First, I want to honor that those of you that had babies in the pandemic, like that was so hard. And I'm somebody that had a pre-pandemic baby and then a baby that was six months old when March, 2020 hit. Right. And so I got to experience the going to the baby groups and the having a network and doing those things on my mat leave the first time and not the second time. And it actually like makes me emotional to think about how many women were so isolated um, in those times and how we just had like a world that was feeling anxious. So even if you miraculously in your house weren't, you went outside (laughs) and the energy out there was so bad. So totally. I just want to share that for anybody listening that also experienced that. That's that definitely added something to your three month old not being able to enjoy 
baby bliss, you know? Yes. And then being tired and then oh, just motherhood in general. Like in my first experience, I experienced um, like my first postpartum experience was my first real experience with anxiety. And I'm not really somebody that has it in my life. That's sort of when I had it and I haven't really had it since. But I can tell you, I, I can't imagine on top of new parenthood, then also having just the global add-on of that. So I commend you for doing something that made a shift for yourself, because I think a lot of people, we saw that the coping mechanisms that came out during the <laughs> pandemic were widespread. Yes. So I, I mean, I did, I did try a Paloma's first, but um, <laughs> you can only drink so much tequila. So oh, excellent choice. <laughs> My number one, probably <laughs> so funny. Um, I also am curious I have so many questions, but my first thought was when you say you were experiencing, um, anxiety and you weren't really being able to like hold the joy and it had a hold on you. Can you explain your symptoms to me? Like, can you explain what it was like? Yes. (laughs) Do you want to? Uh, no, this is just so good because I uh, will often ask my clients, I'm like, okay, pretend that I'm an alien and I don't know what anxiety is mm-hmm. because it is, it's so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And for me, it really lived in my body. So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like a hold in, uh, in my chest where I would almost feel paralyzed. Like I couldn't move forward because of this feeling of dread mm-hmm. that something was going to happen. So every time that I was like, Oh, my baby, she's so beautiful. I'd be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You know, part of me would be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Don't, don't love her too much. Don't, don't mm-hmm. tell the world that she's so perfect because that could be taken away from you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I will go in to say that my first son was stillborn. Um, I was six months pregnant when we lost Jack. And so obviously that affected my pregnancy and like first time mama journey and second time mama journey. Like, of Uh course, of course. Um, but that was kind of the feeling of she could so easily be taken away. And I, you know, I'm, I am somebody who is working really hard to not be so hard on myself, but there was a part of me that was just like, it's finally here. Just enjoy it, enjoy it. And I couldn't, I couldn't let go of the fear of losing her. Um, let Mm. me, it wouldn't let me enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that hits deep. And I thank you for sharing about Jack, obviously me knowing that part of your journey, it was in my head, but I I didn't obviously want to go there if you weren't going to. So thanks for bringing that up because I'm sure there's a lot of rainbow moms listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. And the next thing I was thinking Anxiety, the dread. Oh, I just wanted to share when you were talking about the dread and you were holding your hands to your chest. um, I just actually heard a great tip from my sister who was looking up things and my little guy's kind of experiencing anxiety lately. He's got like travel anxiety issues that for kids, you're supposed to help them manage their anxiety by, did you, did Skylar give my sister get this from you? Okay. So you share it. (laughs) I referred my sister to Christina (laughs) and she, no, 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 I I actually just recommended a podcast that uh, Skylar listened to, um, uh, before our sessions. And that was one of the things, and that is so amazing. So this, um, this gentleman, Dr. Uh, Russell Kennedy, I'm just yeah. looking over my shoulder because the book is literally on my desk okay. right now. Um, he recommends that when your kids are feeling anxiety, it's like an alarm system in their body. And so when you put your hand on their chest and then kind of on the, on their mid back as well, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side of their heart, essentially, and you just hold them there and you, you breathe calmly and you tell them that they're safe. You're just helping them to regulate their nervous system. And I think for a lot of people, our alarm system or our anxiety lives in our chest or Mm -hmm. in our throat or some people in your gut, but just giving it a bit of a push really actually does help. It's like, you're safe. You're safe. Here's some comfort. Here's some grounded. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, of course that came up in this conversation. (laughs) 
I actually, in my poor little guy, when I tried to get him to identify what part of his body feels worried when this stuff happens for him, it was his throat. Interesting. And he said a little bit in his chest, but that he gets really like choked up in and mm-hmm. something in his throat. So I'm like, how do we work through that? Should I tell him to just like moan and, and yell, like get the emotions <laughs> out? Like, how do we help? Yeah. Moan? I don't know, but well, he and I'll figure that out together, I guess. <laughs> laughter you know laughter singing like anything that's going to really activate that area I think would be a good place to start and that's a good point like throat chakra stuff Mm -hmm. essentially I am so honored that today's episode is sponsored by Good Life Juice the original Vancouver Island cold pressed juice company This locally owned and female owned company has a selection of cold pressed juices, cleanses, salads, and more. And part of the reason why I'm so excited to bring this to you today is because I have done their cleanses a few times and I love them. They are such an amazing reset, really easy to do, delicious, and they make you feel so energized and renewed after. You get to customize which cleanse you want. There's a few different ones. I like the Gateway Cleanse because I'm a caffeine addict and their Oola Latte is delicious. I'm not out here trying to suffer for three days on a cleanse. I still want my coffee. (laughs) There are a few different cleanses to choose from. The Green Junkie, the Gateway Cleanse, the Juice Till Dinner Cleanse, and you get to customize for how many days you'd like to do it. They then send you or you pick up all of your juices ready to go. Actually, one of the perks of this was not having to cook for three days, let me tell you. All of this to say, it's such an amazing reset. I could not believe the first time that I did it that I was not hungry. I only had juice, their juice, for three days, and I felt good. It is scientifically formulated to have the minerals and nutrients you need to feel good while you're doing this. I also want to hit home that the juices are delicious. There is no suffering as far as flavor goes of any kind. Make sure to go check out their website, www.goodlifejuice.com and follow them on Instagram at goodlifejuice. Good Life Juice has given roomies a 10% off code, RAISETHEROOM10 to put into their website to get 10% off. That's RAISETHEROOM10 to get 10% off. Thank you, Good Life Juice, for allowing us to raise the room with a little juice. Cheers. I'm curious about two different things. First, what – I'm actually just curious what's the number one thing people come to you to help with, and then what are some of the things you can sign up to get help with for um, hypnotherapy? Yeah. So, I mean, my niche, I would say is, is me is women with anxiety, women who are experiencing anxiety, women whose anxiety is impacting their ability to feel the joy to, you know, design their life. So many people get so caught up in the moment and how they're feeling that they don't plan. They don't dream. They don't Mm -hmm. think about, they just think about all of the obstacles in the way. And so that is that is my jam. I think that I feel most confident working with people because I've been there and I'm and I'm there, you know, I'm doing the work all the time. And it's I feel really well connected to those types of people. I also work a lot with um individuals suffering from insomnia. A lot of times it is also connected to stress. And, you know, I just going back to the anxiety thing, I think that. I'm trying to reword that because it's not always anxiety for people. Some people don't connect that feeling in their chest or their stomach or just this feeling of dis-ease that they're Uh carrying around. They don't always connect that to anxiety. I say it as anxiety, but it's not always that. It's just not feeling comfortable, not feeling like you can relax, not feeling like things come easy to you and that Mm. there's grace. And I want women to feel better. Yeah. (laughs) You know? That spaciousness. Yes. Yes, Mm. exactly. Uh, Have a moment before you react to something. Um, Also, all the things that's typically I'm working with women uh, who suffer from anxiety, individuals who uh, struggle with insomnia, 
uh, and oftentimes there will be trauma um, weaved in there, right? Um, Lots of times anxiety is trauma that is unresolved that's living in our body. Sometimes trauma can look like other things. Um, I do have specific training in uh, treating PTSD symptoms with hypnotherapy uh, above and beyond my um, registration program. So I really like working with those types of clients as well. But, you know, people in the industry and hypnotherapy industry would say a lot of the times that there's nothing that hypnotherapy cannot help you with. Mm -hmm. So this is in no way saying that hypnotherapy is a cure-all for everything. It is not. But if you have a goal, oftentimes hypnotherapy can make it easier for you to reach that goal. You know, I don't know. um, Well, I I actually probably assume that I do know, but there's a lot of information out there right now about people using their minds to do really incredible things. And I'm sure that your listeners and you are well aware and have heard stories about people who have healed themselves from incurable cancer with just the power of their mind, right? And hypnotherapy is just a way of accessing that. So you just get to decide what do you want in your life? And hypnotherapy gives you an opportunity to create the neural pathways in your brain to set you up to be successful and to receive that. Powerful. Yeah, can be. Dr. Christina Dispenza at your service. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could you hear that? (laughs) But it's true. I mean, I actually am somebody that was a part of a program to be magnetic. I've talked to you about this. Um, They really focus on neural reprogramming. It's all about your subconscious beliefs and tapping in and then being able to kind of heal yourself. And some of the most powerful like visualizations that I've had is me going back to something that's painful and giving myself what I need in that moment, whether it's from Um, somebody coming in and helping me in that moment, whether it's my future self, usually I work with my future self will come in and say like, Hey, this is how this is going to play out in your life. You're okay. Or whatever it is. Yes. And it's a never ending pit of things I could go in and do that about, but it is so comforting. And it's really amazing that we actually have that for free, totally for free that we can access. But I will say that if you're somebody where meditation and visualization is something for you that's hard to drop into having somebody like Christina guide you in the process is invaluable one of the number one things that people say to me is well I can't meditate so Mm. how could this possibly work for me I use the word meditation because that's what it feels similar to to me yeah but that's not, you don't have to be able to meditate. You, I, I would say that over half of my clients say, oh, I can't meditate. If you can meditate, if you were somebody who would sit down and meditate for 60 minutes every day, all day, you probably wouldn't need me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't be in a hypnotherapist's yeah. office. Yeah. That, that, that might not be true, but you, you know, 60 what minutes saying, every day, that's <laughs> gotta be true. <laughs> right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it is much, a much easier process when there's somebody there that's guiding you. It's not like even putting in headphones and listening to a pre-recording. There's somebody there with you and they're watching you and they're seeing, okay, is this person in uh, hypnosis yet? And if not, then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get them there. Uh, and if they are, then I'm going to fast track and we're going to get to where we need to go. People feel more comfortable, uh, you know, really letting go and getting into this emotional state, or I shouldn't say that the emotional work within this state, when there's somebody there to support them, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes if you're listening to something, or if you're on your own, you're going to be like, ah, no, 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 I got to stop this. It's it's too much. It's too much. Whereas when there's somebody there, it feels gentle, and it feels yeah. easy. And Um, yeah, it's, I, I am always really excited for people when they come out of hypnosis for the first time, especially someone who's like, I can't meditate. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I've never felt so relaxed in my entire life. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell. That's the point. Do you have little physical cues that you're looking for while people 
in hypnosis? Are you, can you share a couple or is that like hypnotherapist code? You're not allowed no. to share. <laughs> no. Um, so everyone's different. So for me, when I'm in hypnosis, my face gets flush. Okay. Um, and my eyes. So you, when you're in hypnosis, you're essentially in REM. Mm-hmm. Um, rapid eye movement. So your um, eyes, I'll be able to see your eyes uh, dreaming essentially. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes uh, your eyes will kind of flutter. Like it looks like your um, eyes are looking up through your third eye essentially, because yeah. your eyes roll back a little bit. Um, breathing changes and people will like, once they get there, they're like, you're, you feel like you're so comfortable. You couldn't possibly move. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the experience is like for me. So you can actually see that in people that they're not moving at all. And the breathing has become really relaxed and steady. Um, but it is funny because when I work with people on zoom the first time I'm always like, okay, well, you've got to like set up the camera so I can see your face. And they're <laughs> like, what? I'm like, yeah, I need to be really close. <laughs> I love that. And it's actually great. I was going to say, um, and I want you to tell people that you can do this via zoom because I'm sure people are listening. So you, you have a, a beautiful little space in Calgary, but then also you offer remote sessions. Yes, exactly. I haven't really noticed a difference, um, too much with whether how things go via zoom or not. I personally had hypnotherapy sessions via zoom and in person, no difference in what the treatment looked like. Um, other than, you know, you're at home and you want to make sure that you can eliminate distractions. I do have clients that are parents of small children. And so I'm always like, make sure there's somebody that can, even if they're sleeping, that can respond to the baby monitor or whatever, because I really don't want to have to, you know, start over or what have you. Yeah. And for you and your practice, often you recommend that people do multiple sessions. That's a typical treatment. Yes, exactly. So each session kind of builds on the one before it. Um, I typically recommend somewhere between four and eight sessions. I do a free consultation call between 30 and 45 minutes uh, with all of my clients before we begin. And then I quickly in my mind, create a very rough, very simple treatment plan and then recommend sessions from there. So when you're experiencing hypnosis for the first time, the first session was always kind of like, okay, this is what hypnotherapy is. Like we're going to do, of course, some gentle work here, but the real purpose is so that you feel comfortable and you feel safe and you know what to expect. Um, And then things build from there. If we let's say I didn't do that and people just came session by session Sometimes they'll start to feel better after two or three sessions, but we haven't actually gotten to the root cause of the problem. And so they'll stop coming because they're like, well, I don't feel anxious anymore or I can sleep, but we haven't had time to uncover and, and resolve the root cause of the issue. And when that's the case, then those symptoms will probably come back. Uh And so it's really important that you finish the pack, that we do a package and that you finish all of the sessions so that we can make sure that the change is permanent. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Wonderful. I'm, this is like a really twisted thought that just came through my mind, but have you, um, like, do you have little things that you're doing as a parent to try and set your you know, I know we can't hypnotize our kids, but how amazing would that be? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know who says you can't hypnotize your kid. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we are essentially, I mean, I guess the thing is we are whether we want to or not, right? Like That's they're taking exactly in everything. True. The modeling is happening and they're taking it in. So yeah, true. So we're kind of from zero to seven, you're in that state of hypnosis all the time. So Um, I would never do like what we call an induction, which is basically getting somebody from the conscious state into hypnosis. I would never, you would never have to do that on a kid. Even I sometimes work with, I've worked with a child as young as 10, uh, but I do work with youth and it's so easy to get them into hypnosis because their imaginations are so vivid. And that's all you're doing is you're triggering their, your, their imagination. So my daughter, she's only, she's just over three. So 
she's going to have a life full of hypnosis ahead of her, uh, whether she likes it or not. But, um, I do sometimes if she's having trouble sleeping, I will lie, um, on the floor because she's still in a crib, which I will keep her there as long as you possible, do but. that. I'm a big <laughs> proponent of that cage them. Yes. In. Yes. Keep her in there. Yeah. Um, and so I'll lie outside of the crib and I'll hold her hand and I'll just tell her a story and mm. I'll have her close her eyes and I'll tell her a story. And it's a really sleepy story about clouds and floating and, and then she'll fall asleep. And, and, you know, am I hypnotizing her? I guess, but like, you know, you know, like, um, even simple things saying like when she's brushing her teeth, you know, uh, everyone has the struggle with their kids and brushing their teeth. And I always say, you're doing such a great job brushing your teeth. Your teeth are so strong and white. The dentist is going to be so proud of you. That's hypnosis essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like positive. We, positive reinforcement is hypnosis in Mm. that, in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're, we are already doing all of that. It's just, um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could think of it as twisted, but (laughs) (laughs) like, oh man, I've got a few things I need to work on. Also, I'm like in panic mode because my oldest Bowen's turning seven in, in two months. (laughs) I guess my leg work is coming. Like I got to do a lot of rewiring. (laughs) Yeah, truly. There's lots to go. Oh my gosh. He, no, he continues to surprise me in what he's doing and all the things. Um, I would love to ask you, and we don't know if this question might be tricky to answer, but I can see it on your face. So I'm curious how your life has improved in this past year or so since following this joy. And I want to preface it by saying, as a generator, you are meant to do the things that give you joy. That is your mission here on earth is to have as much joy and as much satisfaction in your life as you're supposed to, because when you do, it actually benefits the people around you. You literally raise the room, you raise the vibe of the room when you are doing things that feel good to you. So I, having spoken to you before, I'm getting all the tingles um, before and now it's really like, it's a beautiful shift. So I'd love for you to share that with people. Oh, well, I, I mean, I really appreciate that. I think that what you said about, you know, bringing the joy being um, part of my mission, that is really reaffirming, reaffirming. I mean, again, Danica, always dropping these bombs (laughs) on me and I'm just like, yes, yes, thank you. Um, Because I do feel like that in my life that I'm always striving to have more joy in my life. And, you know, as a mom that can feel selfish and it's difficult. And I feel like the world is shifting in all of these different ways, but it's not necessarily always um, celebrated. So I appreciate you validating that for me Mm -hmm. first and foremost. (laughs) Um, and also I, I think for a long time, I struggled with what I wanted to do. I knew so years ago I had written down, um, that I wanted to be a counselor. I knew that I went to school. I did an undergraduate degree in counseling. I was a crisis counselor and a parent coach for years and years. And I knew that I wanted to be in that space, but it was burning me out. And I didn't want, there was always a block for me to go back to school to get my master's. I didn't feel like what I was going to get um, was exactly what I wanted and it's time and money and all of this investment. So I, um, I feel like it's almost like a homecoming for me. I'm just Mm. like, I cannot believe that I found this, this thing that is exactly what I want to be doing. And, um, I'm really good at it. (laughs) And I just am so excited for all of my clients all the time. And it's helped me in my personal life so much, of course, because of my experience with hypnotherapy, but also I just feel so able to cope with what life throws me because of the journey that I've been on and all that I'm learning. And, um, yeah, it's just really, I feel like the possibilities of my life have just expanded so much in Mm -hmm. terms of how you really can have everything that you want, right? Like you were, we're, we're told so much, you can't have it all. And of course it's, it's 
hard. It's hard as hell being a mom and a wife and a dog owner that you don't even know about, right? (laughs) You know, like all the things, but it's like, you can have everything that you want. And I think that's really the fact that I can get so much out of what I do and also bring so much to what the people that I'm working with is just, I can literally couldn't ask for more. So cool. And so cool that I remember once I found out, I basically found out you were doing this near the end of your program. Yeah, I think so. You kept me, kept me in the dark a little bit. And I, you sent me a message just saying like, I've, I've found the thing, like after our human design session together, like I found it and yeah, it gave me joy to hear that. Yeah. I really, um, feel like your, our human design session came at this really perfect time because my husband and I were discussing me going back to work Mm. and, um, he had all of these ideas about what it would look like to be a working mom and what kind of jobs would be, um, the best for me. And I didn't have the same ideas as he did. (laughs) (laughs) imagine that. Um, but I, I trusted my gut. And when you had, you had said to me, like, you need to be doing something that brings you joy. I was just like, okay, like I need to go with this because what he's, what he's suggesting is a hard no for me. Mm -hmm. And it would have been easier and it would have given our family the flexibility that we wanted and would have checked all of these boxes for us, but it didn't bring me joy. And I, you know, I'm like, no, that's not what I'm going to do, but I am going to find something. And here we are. Amazing. Not to say, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go. No, not to say that, um, you know, starting my own private practice gives me as much flexibility as what we had planned, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth the starting a business is challenging, but it is worth it. And I'm like, so ready to put in the work or I'm, 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 I'm happy putting in the work that I'm doing right now. So yeah, that's the difference is that what you're doing is what you want to be doing. So it's that satisfaction piece. Exactly. Actually, even if I think back to the Christina that I knew growing up and we only got to see each other ever so often. I mean, it's extended family gatherings and stuff, but we're the exact same year. So I always felt that connection to you and you were and are just like, somebody that has such a wonderful sense of humor, so ready to laugh, like just Christina giggles. I, every time we got together, I was aiming to make her laugh. And I can look back on that now and just see her as like a, a, somebody that was bringing joy into the room just with that sort of easy way you had, but it's been so beautiful to witness. And I'm not saying that you weren't before, but a depth that has come with time and experience and finding this, this, thing that feels like home to you. So I'm grateful that I got to witness it and sort of be a little bit a part of the journey because it's very obvious. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I do. Uh, I really appreciate that. I just, <laughs> that little, um, I feel like this little untethered girl that was mm. giggling all the time and so silly. And I think, um, you know, she's, she's in there for sure, but yeah. it's, it does feel, um, it does feel right. How, how calm and yeah. you know relaxed she is now grounded a little bit <laughs> Actually, a little bit more grounded <laughs> one of my family's classic family photos is like us you know early 90s christmas on the stairs at one of our big extended family get togethers and we're in our party dresses and like our feathered freaking bangs and stuff and you've decided <laughs> to jump in on the family picture <laughs> just and you're posing like you're like people can't see me but it's like shoulder to ear cheese like christina's here <laughs> so cute yeah I mean your whole family was always so welcoming though I I felt like I belonged in that yeah (laughs) I definitely won the jackpot with my parents for sure I was very lucky um this sounds like a great time for us to segue into um into the rapid fire questions if you're cool yeah I am and then after I definitely want to give you the floor to tell people where to find you all right here we go mountains or beach beach Even though you're an Alberta girl now. Even though I'm an Alberta girl now. Yes. Cats or dogs? Also, LOL to this. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Iced or hot coffee? Hot. Yeah. Okay. So I need to change these first three. Everybody has answered the same. I'm just waiting for a 
tea and cat loving mountain person to come on my uh, podcast, but we shall see. <laughs> Good. Uh, Vacation or staycation? Staycation. Nice. Oh yeah. Flying. Even though I live in the, I live in the mountains. I just like, yeah, yeah I'm a homebody. Yeah. Same. Passenger or driver? Driver. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Attend yeah. a party or host a party? Host for sure. Fun. Share. Are you a sharing food person or fingers off my food person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a sharing person if that's somebody else's plate that I'm sharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I actually relate to that. I might be that too. <laughs> this answer, this question actually tells a lot about people. I feel like this is a good one to, to ask the sharing food one. Yes. Okay. Android or iPhone? iPhone. All right. And the last few questions are just questions or not this or that, but what's currently on your nightstand? Uh, a book um, is... Joe Dispenza, <laughs> obviously, uh, the su- the feeling supernatural or becoming supernatural yeah. is on my book. AirPods, sorry. Oh yeah, a pair of AirPods because I started meditating in the morning before I get out of bed, which is Ooh. basically the only way that it's working for me right now. So AirPods Amazing. on my nightstand, also an eye mask, and um, you know, a baby monitor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, double feed, or is Zoe yeah. on her own now? No, there's no, there's no feeding in the night. It's just, uh, you know, someone might barf or. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I meant like a double, I meant like a double feed, like watching both rooms. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually only have the noise on Benny's room because Zoe and I share a wall. Uh, she's very loud. (laughs) She would just stay like she would just escalate her voice (laughs) until someone came and got her. So (laughs) I love that. It's good strategy. Um, what is something that you are regularly craving or thinking about? Like what's constantly in your mental field, whether it's like an activity you want to do a food, a place you want to be, what something you want to buy, what's something that's sort of always there for you? I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was mini eggs. Is that <laughs> Yes. And we're coming, we are in mini eggs. So this is amazing. And yesterday my husband's like, Oh, I was trying to be romantic and I bought you a bag of mini eggs, but I ate them on the way home. And I'm like, (laughs) isn't that just what mini eggs are? Like they're so addicting. Yes. Like, how could you possibly get them home? Yeah. I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And thank you. Keep them away from me. (laughs) This local shop here in Nanaimo called Burnt Honey. Um, makes a mini egg ice cream. Oh, it's my a, goodness. it's yeah, to die for. So that good. sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. Final question, Christina, what is one hope that you have for the future, either your own or in general? Um, I hope, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I hope that my kids just live a life full of ease and joy. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to set them up to be as successful as possible in just living their lives, being in the moment and not having to work so hard for it. Beautiful. Well, my friend, I'd like for you to tell everybody where they can find you because I'm sure they've fallen in love with you as was the plan. Um, yeah, so I have an Instagram account at hypno journey, H Y P N O journey. Um, and my website is www.christinafunkhypnotherapy.com. And I also have a 15% off discount for roomies. So it's roomies 15 and you can, um, we can work that out after a consultation call, but free consultation calls all the time. I would love to chat with anybody who has any concerns or questions or just wants to say hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here today. And I just want to say for all that you're doing and all that you are, thank you for always raising the room. I love you, my cousin. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending your precious time here with me today. If you'd like more, please follow along at raise.the.room on both Instagram and TikTok. 
or you can go to my website, danicamarie.com. That's Danica with a C. Here you can book a human design session with me for you or your child, or you can get one of my human design parenting courses that helps you understand your child's human design type. They're designed to help you work with the child you have instead of against them. And finally, if you're still here, this would be the point where I'd ask you to rate and review the podcast, except just saying it out loud makes me want to die. So instead, I'll say, please share with a friend. I'd really appreciate it. And finally, let's always remember that with all that you have to offer, you will always raise the room. Can't wait to chat soon. Bye.